What's up, everybody? It's your boy Joshua Edwards, live from live from my parents' kitchen. This is season three, episode thirty-three of Joshua's Proximity. Man, make sure you go ahead, like, subscribe, uh, comment on this post, man. And without further ado, let's go ahead and jump right into it. Now, on my Facebook wall, I said this week was going to going to be the week that I reveal my top fifty players heading into next year's NFL season. I'm going to get to that in this episode. And also the upcoming NFL draft. But I just want to just give you guys a little feedback just real quick. Uh, this past week, as a matter of fact, man, me and my homeboys, we won our, our bachelor weekend for myself in Las Vegas, Nevada. And it was everything and then some, man. Um, man, first time I ever been on a helicopter. It was a lot of first time things that I, that we did when I was out there, man. And, you know, I took some, some things that I took away was time... You can never replace time, man. Um, I was telling a couple of my homeboys when we just walking, man, like, bro, we're not in jail. We're alive. Even if we don't have enough money in our pockets to do whatever we want to, man, like, we still have opportunity and we still have life within us, man, to go out there and, and go and do what we want to do, man. Um, so, you know, if you're feeling down, you're feeling depressed, man, just, just be happy that you're alive because somebody else didn't wake up today, man. You have another shot another opportunity at life, man, and I'm excited, man. I'm excited to get married to my lovely fiance, Janice Darcel Wilkerson, future Mrs. Edwards. We're going to pop off this year right, man. We are going to be wealthy. We are going to be healthy. We are going to be faithful. We're going to be a blessing to others, man, and then some, man, and, you know, we're going to follow the example that Christ has led for us. Hey, man, we can't go wrong. So let's go ahead and just transition, man. Let's talk NBA playoffs now. There are a couple teams right now that that really don't belong in, in, in the postseason, if we're just being quite frankly honest. The Pelicans, they're going to get swept against the Phoenix Suns. Suns are already up 1-0, but they play tonight, and it's going to be uh, another slaughter. The Utah Jazz, man. Now, my thing with the Utah Jazz is if I'm Donovan Mitchell – if I lose to this Mavericks team without Luka Doncic, without um, dang, I can't think of the other dude, the other guard, I am leaving Utah. I don't give a damn about the max deal. I don't give a damn if you if you throw me one seventy five, man. Already, I'm already sponsored by Adidas. I've already on, I already have my own signature shoe within Adidas. I'm trying to win, man. In Utah, every time somebody gets their hopes up, what do they do? They go and let him down, man. This team right now is a team that a lot of people expected at least to make it to the second round, man. And if you go out in the first round without uh, a Luka Doncic and you're struggling to beat those guys, you deserve it, man. Um, so the Jazz, the Pelicans, even the Nuggets, man, they don't stand a chance against the Golden State Warriors. I was expecting at least one game that the Denver Nuggets could win. After what I saw last night, the Denver Nuggets have zero shot of winning at least one game. They're out in four games. You can stamp that. You can book that. You can write it off or whatever you want to do. And let's talk about the 76ers, man. At what point are we going to start holding James Harden to some standard? Now, one of my homeboys, D. Brown, he was one of my um, one of my groomsmen, one of the guys that went with me to Vegas. He is highly critical of James Harden. James Harden is 32 years of age, but he looks like he's 38. 
if we're just being quite frankly. He's been awful within his last several weeks of the final regular season and even heading into the playoffs. 14 points, going 1 for 15, 4 15, 4 12, 4 13 from the field. It's not going to get it done. Now, as the 76ers, you went and you bet the house that James Harden was going to be the second best player on your team. And if we're being honest, he's not. Tyrese Maxey is definitely the number two right now on that team. But that's not something that you expected out of James Harden. We're talking about a former MVP. We're talking about a guy who was in MVP discussions for at least four straight years he should have at least won two, you could argue. And he was he was frying up. Giannis Antetokounmpo said, hey, man, I wish I was seven foot, run and dunk. It takes no skill. Well, where the hell is your skill at, man? Where the hell is James Harden's skill when it comes postseason, man? He is a perennial loser, D. Brown. He is a perennial loser. You know, a lot of people were saying that, you know, Chris Paul was the reason why the Rockets couldn't get over the hump. Man, hell no, nah, bro. It's this guy right here, James Harden. The James Harden that's 32 years of age. The James Harden that wants to go and party after a loss. The James Harden that wants to spend most of the time uh, living in nightlife. The James Harden that doesn't, doesn't really work out that hard come postseason, if you ask me, uh, after the season and after the championship. I don't, I don't believe he's one of those war, workout warriors. And it's starting to show. It's starting to show tremendously. And since we're still talking basketball, man, I'm going to go ahead and just give out some of my predictions. The Bucks, they are going to come out the Eastern Conference again. You know, the Nets, they're just way too top-heavy. I don't think I've seen anything like this where just two players, one, they're doing a lot of solo basketball. Even when LeBron James was playing with Kyrie Irving, there wasn't a lot of one-on-one game going on, if you, if you kind of get where I'm coming from, man. Um I don't believe that the Nets can sustain what they're doing. They played tomorrow night. They're down 1-0 against the Boston Celtics. They might be able to beat the Celtics just based solely off of those two super superstars, but they're going to lose against the Bucs. The Bucs are coming out of the Eastern Conference, and it's not even close. It's going to be the Bucs versus the Heat in the Eastern Conference Finals. The Nets, they don't stand a chance, man. Uh, and it wouldn't surprise me if they lost to the Celtics, actually, in seven games. But if it goes six games, if it goes seven games, the Nets might etch it out. But uh, I can definitely see the Celtics, you know, pulling upset. So on the east side, I think that the Bucks versus the Heat will be in the Eastern Conference Finals. And it has to be the Suns versus the Golden State Warriors in the Western Conference Finals. Last night, what we saw from Golden State, it's very reminiscent of the 2014, 2015, 2016, 2017 Golden State Warriors. That death lineup, it's more potent now than when they had back in 2014 because Jordan Poole, he could come out and give you 30. Andre Iguodala, if we're being quite frankly, he would come and give you, man, maybe 10, 15 points, 23 on a good day, but he can't shoot the ball like Jordan Poole. Poole can do it from all areas of the floor man he can hit you outside he can get to the cup he's going to dish it man he's going to finish with either hand left or right and this team right now if you ask me right now the Golden State Warriors will win the NBA finals man I think it's going to be the Golden State Warriors versus the Bucks or as I stated in a couple episodes ago man I could definitely see a rematch between the Phoenix Suns 
and uh, the Milwaukee Bucks. Now, the only thing, my only concern with Golden State is they're big man. If if somehow the 76ers come out, who's going to stop Embiid? If the Bucks, when they come out, who's going to stop Giannis? Because Draymond Green, he's not going to be able to do it. Now, Draymond Green against the Suns, he may not be he may not even be able to hold DeAndre Ayton in the post if we're being real. Um, so I, I definitely like – I don't want to go with the rematch, man, because everybody's going for the rematch. So I like the Warriors versus the Bucks in the NBA Finals. Heat versus the Bucks in the Eastern Conference Finals and in the Western Conference Finals, the Suns versus the Golden State Warriors. All right, man, let's just transition just a little bit. Now, as I just was talking about earlier, man, we went to Vegas and it was a lot of first-time things, man, going down in Vegas. The NFL draft is actually happening in Las Vegas, man. It was my first time seeing Monday night football trucks lined up on the street uh, in the back of hotels and everything. They're ready. For, they're ready down in Vegas, man. The top ten picks goes Jags number one, Lions two, Texans three, the Jets four, the Giants five. The Panthers, 6. The Giants, again, at 7. The Falcons, at 8. The Seahawks, at 9. And the Jets, again, at number 10. Now, as everybody knows, I am a huge Carolina Panthers fan. I'm a diehard Carolina Panther fan. Through in and through out. But I also love the game of football. The Panthers have one pick in the first three rounds. And it is the sixth pick. If I am the Carolina Panthers, there's two things I can do here. One, either you trade back and you get more draft picks because you do not have uh, a second pick and you don't have a third pick, third round pick uh, this in this year's draft. So you can you can either go back and trade, maybe get the 13th pick or something like that, and fall back. Or if you're going to stick by your guns at that sixth pick, if I'm the Carolina Panthers, I go offensive lineman. Now, I know a lot of people are going to be like, offensive linemen, Josh, y'all need a quarterback. Now, nah, you, you, you're probably right on that end. That's why I said they can either trade back and get a quarterback in the later end of the rounds because there's there's reports that the, the Lions, they might be looking for a quarterback. The Texans definitely need a quarterback. The Seahawks definitely need a quarterback. Hell, the Falcons even need a quarterback. But the thing, and even you could even say the Giants as well, but the thing with the Carolina Panthers is, I'm not going to sit here and lie. I, I believe Sam Darnold is okay. Now, he's not a guy that's going to take us to the Super Bowl, but I believe if we build up the line around him, I believe that he'll be, have better decision-making. I think Christian McCaffrey will stay healthy if we go and get a, a supreme left tackle uh, from Alabama. Um, we already know that the Jags are definitely going to go linemen. Either they're going to go defensive linemen or offensive linemen. Uh, Hutchison or the guy from Alabama. But – the Panthers, we need somebody that's stout. Now, I went to the Panthers game against the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Cam Newton didn't have any, any time to throw the ball. We put in Sam Darnold. The, the fans, everybody was born Sam Darnold. He still didn't have enough time to deliver the football on time. So it's not necessarily a quarterback issue. It is a quarterback issue, but there is a bigger concern at the offensive line position if you ask me. So if I'm the Panthers, if I'm the general manager, there's two things. If I'm going to go quarterback, do not go with Buddy Pickett from the Pittsburgh 
with two gloves. We've already had a quarterback in Teddy Bridgewater that wore two gloves. We don't not, we don't need another quarterback with two gloves playing the quarterback position for the Carolina Panthers. So either trade back or go for Malik Willis or uh, an offensive lineman. And that's what I think that we should do, Manny. I think the first three picks, the Jags are definitely going linemen. The Lions, I can see them going quarterback. The Texans definitely need a damn quarterback. The Jets, uh, maybe another skilled position. They, they, they need some more help on the outside. The Giants, they could go alignment as well. They need somebody that's going to uphold uh, Saquon Barkley, somebody that's going to protect Daniel Jones. And then if they want to at the seventh pick, then that's when they could go for a quarterback. But I don't think that they, they should reach that high at number five for a quarterback, man. I think they should go lineman at five. Lyman at six for the Panthers, and then if the Giants wanted to, they could go back and reach for a quarterback. The Falcons, they just need the best talent available at the time. Seahawks, quarterback, Jets, best talent available at the time, man. Those are the top ten picks. Um, we're going to revisit it next week, man. We're going to have a special guest on here, and we're going to talk all things NFL draft and leading up to the draft. But now – it is the time that everybody's been waiting for. My top 50 NFL players heading into next season. Now, I dropped <laughs> I dropped my top 50 in my chat with my homeboys. And they're like, ew, this, this top 50 stinks, man. How did you forget Blase and Blase? So I went back and I made a couple of adjustments. It was a couple people that was like, damn, bro, how the hell did you leave him off, Joshua? Um... But without further ado, let's go ahead and jump right into it. Now, we all know that this is a quarterback-driven league, so you can already uh, imagine what the top 10 is going to look like. Um, but at number 50, let's go David Bakhtiari for the, uh, the Green Bay Packers. He's coming off an injury, but I still think he's a top 50 player. Number 49, A.J. Terrell. He was locked down all season this year. Number 48, Xavier Howard, man. He's another uh, top tier cornerback lockdown he's going to if his hands touches the ball is getting intercepted 47 Fred Warner 46 Bobby Wagner at 45 we're going to go AJ Brown he might sit out uh because he's looking for a new contract man but 45 AJ Brown 44 Buda Baker I think he's a top tier safety in the league 43 Tredavious White 42 Darren Waller 41 Dorian James, I believe he's a top three safety. You could debate that. Number 40, George Kittle, a, a, a supreme t uh, tight end talent. Number 39, Michael Parsons. Now, it was just his rookie year, but the dude is legit. 38, Tyron Matthew. 37, Justin Jefferson. And number 36, Jamar Chase. Now, the only reason why Jamar Chase isn't up higher because I believe that the other receivers ahead of him are just, just a little bit better, and I got to see it at least for one more season. Number 35, Alvin Kamara. Number 34, Khalil Mack. 33, Darius Leonard. I believe, personally, he's the best linebacker in football. 32, the highest-paid corner in, the, in NFL history, Denzel Ward. 31, Joey Bosa. 30, Nick Bosa. Got the Bosa brothers back-to-back. -back. 29, Kyler Murray, man. 28, Debo Samuel. 27, a guy that's going to eclipse the guy that just got paid, Jair Alexander. 26, Mark Andrews. 25, DeAndre Hopkins. 
24, Zach Martin, all-world guard, Hall of Fame player. 23, Marshawn Lattimore, another supreme talent. 22, the best left tackle in all of football, Trent Williams. 21, Tyreek Hill. 20, Stephon Diggs. 19, the King, Derrick Henry. 18, Jalen Ramsey. 17, Devontae Adams. 16, Matthew Stafford. 15, Jonathan Taylor. 14, Cooper Cup. 13, Lamar Jackson. 12, Russell Wilson. 11, the best tight end in all of football, Travis Kelsey. 10, Aaron Rodgers. Now, the reason why Aaron Rodgers does not crack my top five, top seven is because he just cannot get get it done in postseason for whatever reason. So at number 10, Aaron Rodgers. Number nine, a guy that I'm going to rock with to the end, Joey B. Now, a lot of people was laughing at me when I said, well, I'll be wilding for taking Joey B over Lamar Jackson. But he proved everything that he was this year leading his team to a Super Bowl. Number nine, Joe Burrow. Number eight, the best lineman of all in all of football, Quentin Nelson. It's not even close. Number seven, T.J. Watt. Number six, Tom Brady. Number five, Miles Garrett. Number four, Justin Herbert, a supreme talent. Number three, Josh Allen. Number two, A.D., Aaron Donald, all day, all decade, all world, all Hall of Famer, Aaron Donald. And at number one, of course, you got to go with Patrick Mahomes, man. It is a quarterback-driven league, and Patrick Mahomes is head and shoulders better than any other player in the National Football League. So I'm just going to revisit my top ten. Number one, no, number ten, Aaron Rodgers, nine, Joe Burrow, eight, Quentin Nelson, seven, T.J. Watt, Six, Tom Brady. Five, Miles Garrett. Four, Justin Herbert. Three, Josh Allen. Two, Aaron Donald. And the number one player heading into next year's NFL season is Patrick Mahomes. Hey, man, I'm just glad that we all stuck around for this episode, man. My top 50, top 50 players heading into next year's season. Oh, my goodness, bro. I cannot believe it. Um. And, yeah, man, here we are, man. I'm so excited to have my bachelor party, man. Me and my fiance are actually about to tie the knot, man. Uh, she had her bachelor party down in Miami, but that's besides this point, man. I love you guys. Top 50, it is out now. We're going to label this episode Top 50 NFL Players Heading in the Next Season. Joshua's Proximity. We out, baby. <laughs>